1: Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. On today's show, we are going to look at some of the new comments from Jeff Halfley at this weekend's press conference. We'll find out what he said, and we'll look at some of the players and what they had to talk about as well. We will also look at five players who have started to turn heads during spring practice. You're going to want to hear some of the names that we brought up. And finally, we'll look at the news, which is going to be a little bit more negative than usual. So let's we'll start off with the news. And the big news this weekend is one of the few teams that's still playing, and that's the baseball team. This weekend, BC had a big matchup with NC State. They're two of the bottom teams in the ACC, and they both needed big series to kind of get out of the basement and into contention for postseason play. As I said on my website, bcbulletin.com, I, Boston College at least needed to win two games out of the series. Uh, they Three would have been perfect, but... If you watch the games, they did not win any of them. Now, at the time of this recording, I have to admit, I'm recording this on Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's WrestleMania night, and I really want to watch that. So, um, BC is currently losing 4 nothing in the ninth. So, I'm assuming they're going to lose that game. But the other two games were ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly losses for the Eagles. Friday's game was probably one of the worst games I've seen Boston College play all year, where they lost 20-5. to 20-5, to exactly, right? Uh, to NC State, you had Mason Pelio go out there and start, and he got rocked early. Uh, you know, NC State were putting up crooked numbers all over the place. It was about eight nothing in the middle of the game, and then they let up ten runs in one of the later innings. It was one of the worst games uh, Boston College has played. The pitching staff looked bad. The hitting looked bad. It was, you know there was errors. There you know a lot of mental mistakes. Just a sloppy loss for Boston College in a game no one really really wants to look at. So twenty to five on Friday. Now, Boston College, this weekend, they're they finding all sorts of ways to lose. So on Saturday, Boston College had Emmett Sheehan go to uh, the mound. You know, he's been pretty good in terms of how he's been pitching. And he's, he started off excellent. You know, he's striking guys out. He, he gets to about six innings, and then he lets up two runs. At, you know, it's now 4-2, and they go to the bullpen. They bring in Joey Walsh. Joey Walsh lets up two runs immediately, and then a run on an error again. And so Boston College loses five four. So they had the lead and they blew it. So again, Boston College finding another way to lose. So you have the blowout, you have the frustrating loss, and then Sunday was kind of like the culminating culmination of all that, where the hitting just was not there. You know, they're not hitting at all right now against NC State, and NC State got the runs they needed, and that was it. So another sweep. Boston College is now two games under five hundred, and they're four and fourteen, I believe, in the conference. Um. To say that's kind of unacceptable would be a bit of an understatement because this team was supposed to be a program that was a borderline um, tournament team. And right now, they're the worst team in the ACC. Um, And they're they're on a streak right now where I believe they've lost nine of their last 11 conference games. You know, they won those first two games against Duke. And then after that, it's just been downhill from there. So what's going on with this team? I mean, there's a million things that you could point to, right? So, first of all, pitching is a major issue. I've said this a bunch of times on the site. Um, Mason Pelio, call it what you will. I mean, the guy was, you know, the kid was mentioned to be the ACC preseason pitcher of the year. And he's gone out there and has an ERA in around seven. You have Emmett Sheehan, who's doing pretty well. And then, you know, Alex Stiegler, you, I mean, you can't blame him for what he did on on Sunday, but... You look at the bullpen. The I, I think that's the bigger issue, right? You can you, I mean Pelio's a, a big problem right now cuz you, you want him to be your ace and he's nowhere near an ace. But the bullpen just continually blowing leads left and right and, ma- or, and not even just blowing leads but making, you know, deficits even worse, right? So BC was down 1-nothing against NC State on Sunday and then the lead turned to 4-nothing. You know, because of, of of a big inning. The bats have all of a sudden started to go silent more often than not it's it's tough. And because now the conversation has switched, right? We started the season off a lot of energy, you know, that big Auburn win, and you're thinking, oh, this team could could battle for the ACC. Now you're looking at it going, is Mike Campino going to be the coach next year? Now, I'm not saying he's going to get fired or he deserves to be fired. I'm not I don't know enough about the team, you know, long, longitudinally or where the program sits in terms of Pat Kraft's decision making. I'm just looking at a couple years in a row now where BC has been at the bottom. And the expectations of this year, and you can say what you want about COVID. They haven't been hit by COVID, really. Um, Publicly, you haven't heard anything. But you have to say the results of what you're getting this this year are very disappointing. And, you know, the buck stops at the coaching staff. So I don't know if this is a Gambino issue, if there's going to be changes. But it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, you just paid all those millions of dollars to build the Harrington Athletics Village now you're in your second year in a row where BC has not been very competitive there. Not not a good look. You, you know you want to be able to advertise it and get people there and uh, in the future and, and get recruits and things like that. And the way they're playing, that's just not going to be what's going to happen. In terms of other news, really the other big news was Saturday there was a women's lacrosse game. Hey, look at this. I'm bringing up more sports that people don't really talk about. And the number four ranked women's lacrosse team beat Virginia Tech. Now, you know, big good win. Virginia Tech is not like a huge team in, in women's lacrosse. But the big news was Charlotte North set an ACC record with 10 goals in that game. I know this was a team that got beat early by UNC, who's the, you know, the, the gold standard in women's lacrosse. But, you know, they're looking good. And Charlotte North is one of the best players in the country. So keep an eye on that. Men's basketball. They hired a strength and conditioning coach, and the new directors of basketball and operations under Earl Grant. So, I believe, and I could be mistaken here, but I'm almost 100 sure that there is no, there was no strength and conditioning coach that was primarily just for men's basketball before. So they hired their first. I think this is a new position. His name is Mark Pronto. Or Mark, yeah, Mark Pronto. He's from College of Charleston. Um, he, you know, he's worked with Temple before, um, but he knows Earl Grant. And then for uh, the director of basketball oper- operations, Luke Simons, who is also from College of Charleston. You know, two guys that these are not huge positions. You know, you want to get guys that Earl Grant can trust, so they're added to the roster as well, um, and they'll be part of that. They don't recruit, they don't do any of that stuff, but you know, it's a new new set of eyes on the on the on the product, so. On top of that, basketball officially added Chris Markwood from Northeastern, as well as an assistant coach, and Anthony Goings from Clemson. The last piece of news was that uh, Boston College did land a commitment on Thursday last week, and that was Stephen Gales. He is an offensive tackle from Ohio. He's 6'8". We're going to have a full scouting report uh, from one of our new writers on the site on Monday morning. You want to check that out. He is enormous. He's a bit of a project because he's not as polished as some other offensive lineman, but I think he's going to be someone you're going to want to watch. So in a moment, we will chat about football. Specifically, what did Jeff Halfley have to say after Thursday's practice? You're going to check that out. But before we do, let's chat a little bit about betonline.ag. Now, are you thinking about making some wagers betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football and college basketball is over but nba major league baseball and the nhl are in full swing BetOnline even covers award shows tv shows and reality tv all you have to do is head on over to betonline.ag sign up with promo code locked on and you'll receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that means you put hundred dollars down they're going to match you give you 50 bucks that's a good deal right there betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts. Locked On Today is a podcast you need to check out. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Locked On Boston College. I am A.J. Black. Thank you all for listening. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Boston College, welcome. This is a daily Boston College podcast hosted by me, A.J. Black. I am the host and editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe and like our show wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's chat about spring football. On Thursday, we talked to Jeff Halfley about the upcoming spring game, looked at where Boston College is currently at in terms of their season, and got some insight into you know, some of the past rushers on the team. So let's hear one of the first comments Jeff Halfley had to make.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think they have met it. Um, I think we're continuing to build our culture and learning how to do things our way. Situational football, we've gotten into third down in red zone, which is where I would like to be at this point. Last year, we didn't even get into third down in red zone, so we're ahead of that. So these next few practices will be very, very important just for us to continue to get better in the key areas on the field, really getting away from first and second down a little bit more, Um, but the guys have done a really good job. I'm really excited for where we're at and um, I'm just excited to see if we can take, you know, another few steps. We've thrown more at them schematically. So probably a little bit harder for them just as far as learning what they're supposed to be doing. So hopefully As we finish, you know, they'll get a better feel for the stuff we want to try to do in the fall.
1: That was Jeff Halfley talking about the spring. What I thought was really interesting and what people need to understand, you know, we think about what BC did last year, but it was so incredible that they were able to do all of this without a spring Season. Basically, they got like two weeks of practice last year before the coronavirus knocked out all of their practice sessions. So, as he said, you know, they didn't get a chance to do situational football. They barely got anything installed in terms of their offense or defense. So, this spring is a very different feel for Boston College. You get, you hear it a lot from the players, from Halfley and his coaching staff, that for the first time they're getting a chance to do things and to really prepare. So I think, you know, for Boston College fans that are really excited about this upcoming season, you're getting a team that's going to be much more structured heading into the summer. They're going to have much more in their belt. They're going to be handed much more and, and be ready for much more um, because of this opportunity to get these 15 practices in. So it was interesting to hear what Halfley had to say there because I thought, you know, that, you know, he's he's telling you that this team is much more fur- further along than they were last year. And... Uh, you know, BC's team last year was really good and exciting, but I think you know with even more time and more preparation, we're gonna to get to see what the staff is capable of doing because I think they're gonna they're gonna be able to put more on the players. So we'll we'll see what that's like. Now, in this next segment, um, you'll hear Rich Thompson start the question, um, but what Jeff Halfway is talking about is the the pass rush, something that was still an issue after last year. It's not hard to say that Boston College struggled and where, you know, they're bringing back two of their big pass rushers, Marcus Valdez and Brandon Barlow, who are both going to be, you know, upperclassmen. We wanted to hear about, you know, their progression. So Halfway talked a little bit about that as well. Are you sensing anything from
0: those two? Yeah, we have to, Rich. Um, We need to, we need to rush the passer better on the edge in the middle. We need to blitz better. We need to affect the quarterbacks more and we're going to. We need to do it schematically. We need to do it fundamentally. Um, With those two you mentioned, Valdez, um, you know, he's a guy with a great motor. I think him and Barlow, I think fundamentals and technique with Coach Vinny, uh, pass rush, is it speed to power? Is it win with speed? Is it counter? uh, They're working on so many different things right now that, you know, they also need to figure out what they can master this off season, study themselves on tape from
1: last year and uh, build from there. But we're going to need those two off the edge. Again, that was Jeff Halfley talking about Uh, two of his big pass rushers. So I think what's interesting to think about with Valdez and Barlow, um, I think they're definitely, you know on paper, the most polished of what they have for, for pass rushers. Valdez, you know, as I mentioned before on here, pro football, pro football focus really always ranks him really high in terms of the ability as a pass rusher. Now, many of us haven't seen that consistently out of him, but the coaching staff really believe in him as a guy that can be that next level pass rusher. Uh, so I think, you know, if he could take a step and, and really fill what his expectations are, he could be really dynamic. Uh, we just we just need to see it more consistently out of him. Secondly, Brandon Barlow uh, last year, I thought, uh, really flourished. I thought he, of any of those defensive linemen in a new system, I thought he took a huge jump. I thought he was much more consistent, much more explosive. He's You know, he was making big plays left and right, um, but... You know, I said it consistent, but I think I would love to see him do it even more this year. So, those are two uh, defensive linemen. I was I'm interested. I was glad that Halfley brought that up, and I thought you might want to hear a little bit about that as well. Now, to to wrap this up. Um, I'll, I'll give you a, I'm going to lead you off with a question I had not for Jeff Hathley for, but for safety, Mike Palmer. Um, I'd like to leave the, to end this segment and we'll go right into the break uh, with my question to him. You'll hear what my question is. I'm not going to tell you and what his answer was. Cause I thought he had a really nice answer about why um, he did what he did. Hey Mike, can you talk a little bit about what went behind your decision to come back to Boston college this year?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. So for me, I, I'm, I look at myself as an as extremely competitive person, and uh, I did not want my college career to end that way, missing the last four or five games of the season. And uh, it just didn't sit, it didn't sit right with me. It didn't sit well with me. And the coaching staff here, they're, they're unbelievable people, and they're doing an unbelievable job. Uh, obviously, as you can tell, with the recruiting that they're doing and the product that we had last year on the field. So it, to me, it made the most sense uh, for, for my football career to come back, have another year with the coaching staff, get a full year with the strength staff, and uh, kind of try and elevate my game to the next level.
1: Now let's talk about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is an amazing protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate. If you haven't tried one yet, I strongly recommend that you do. Bilt Bar has some of the best flavors I've ever had at a protein bar. One of my favorites has to be cookies and cream, but you also have to check out some of the other good ones like coconut almond, And they're great for the health-conscious guy or gal. They'll help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Listen to the flavor profile of the cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. You ain't gonna beat that. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll receive 15% off your next order. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. On April 19th through 26th, Listen to the Ultimate Mock 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening to our show today. Now, let's jump into our final segment, which is going to look at the spring football season and what what we've learned so far. And I'm going to kind of dive in and talk about some of the players that have been turning heads during spring football. Now, practices have been closed, so neither I or any other media member have been able to see anything um, live. You've been able to see things on social media, being able to read it in um, reports that we get from the school and through our conversations with coaches and players. So here's some of the, the players I've heard about. I'll give you five names. Uh, some of them I'm going to clump together. I'm going to cop out a little bit. But these are some of the big ones that I've talked – I've heard a lot about this this spring. The first one is safety transfer from Florida State, Jaden Lars-Woodbeck. Now, he's really kind of just jumped in and, and – um, Acclimated himself to the Boston College system about as well as any transfer could. Now, if you remember, he had a relationship with Matt Thurin, uh, hence why he ended up with the Eagles. Um, and, you know, for a, a school that is really building a, a, a solid foundation at the safety position, Jaden Lars Woodbay has uh, really shown up. Now, you may say, like, oh, what has he done? What I recommend you to do is go to the BC Football Twitter page. And look up his play, it was a tip ball play uh, from last week's practice, and Wood Bay just really good eye coordination there. He looks good and solid too. I think he's going to have a big uh, spring ahead of him. Now, two more names I think are going to be two freshmen, and that's Dante Reynolds and Louis Bond. Now, going into this spring, I didn't know what Louis Bond's position was going to be. I I thought he might be a running back because I I assumed that was what he was uh, recruited for, but... You know, at Kenwood High School in Illinois, Bond played both positions. And so, you know, when you got the spring reports, he was in as a wide receiver. Not a big surprise. Uh, But both of those guys give Jeff Halfley what he wants with this offense, which is speed. And you get some good players out there, and you get speed with guys, obviously, like, say, Flowers. But you can't never have enough speed on a on a roster. So if these guys can pick up the offense and they're there, they're learning it now in the spring, and they can and and you know show that they're capable of playing right now in the, at the collegiate level, you know before you know as a freshman, you could see Dante Reynolds and Lewis Bond uh, make some plays, and 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 add Xavier Coleman in there too. Those are three names I've heard a lot about. So I would not be surprised if all three of those guys. Uh, find a role with this team coming into the spring. And then also I wanted to bring up as well, Vinny De Palma. Now there was a whole bunch of different um, players last year that missed the year due to injury. So big ones I didn't think of are uh, De Palma, Joe Sporacio, Isaiah Henderson, who is a defensive tackle, obviously Kobe White. De Palma, you know, of any of the linebackers that I've seen play with Boston college after the the exits of Max Richardson, Isaiah McDuffie, and John Lamott, I think of I think of De Palma with the biggest upside for me. He just seems like a well-rounded playmaker. And he has instinctual traits that you want out of a linebacker, knows where the plays are, he's a good tackler. And I think I've seen some, you know, news about him pl- coming back this year. And, you know, obviously you have Isaiah Graham Mobley out there as well. But I honestly think that Vinny de Palmer might be a name that we hear more and more about as this spring goes on and, and going into the summer. And he definitely seems like a guy that will be on the too deep when it comes to um, the the summer. I mean the summer and the first game, of course. So Vinny De Palmer was another one. I saw he had a couple big plays at a scrimmage last week. So uh, we'll have to check that out. Now Unfortunately, you know, as I said earlier, we can't see all of these games and you can't see who's doing what. But, you know, we're only a week or two away from, you know, it's the 24th, that Saturday, uh, is the spring game for Boston College. So we'll be able to see it live. And I will have full coverage. We'll have, you know, all the breakdowns on the podcast. You'll see all the news on my site. So make sure to check out bcbulletin.com for all the spring game news and, and notes that you're gonna want after that game. So this is the end of today's show. Um, we're going to have some special guests coming up in the next week or so to get ready for the NFL draft that's coming up at the end of April. Mitch Wolf, who we've had on a few times, is going to stop by and uh, talk a little bit about the draft again and, and give some more analysis on that. We'll, we'll also have you know all sorts of news that you're going to want to know as we get closer to the draft. This is AJ Black. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnBC. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it as a social media. I'm not on TikTok yet. I should say that, but any of the like the big ones, you can find us on there. And I hope you enjoy our podcast. If you do, share us with a family or friend that likes Boston College sports. It's the easiest way for people to find us, and it's the best way for our show to grow. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again tomorrow.